Welcome to the Indoor Tailgate. I'm your host, Adam Geyer, here with the boys again. We got Mike. We got Anthony. We're, again, a week or two away from having Craig. He's honeymooning it up. Mooning the honey. <laughs> Mooning the honey. honey. <laughs> so uh, we are going into week five. This NFL That's season right. is flying by. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> it always does. I always feel like it goes so fast. Yeah, it takes forever to get here, but it goes it's all right. By so it's all right, because then once that's over, the Lakers will be on the verge to win a championship. So Bro, in your dreams with the retiring Bulls, home team, Bulls blow up the Cavs. It's, <laughs> it's, it's their time. I'm telling you, Bulls and six, dude. All right, so let's uh, let's rewind to week four, Mike. Why don't you take us into what happened? All right, so again. Uh, actually, a lot of close games this week, as expected, because uh, we see a lot of these tough matchups. And, you know, it's really giving us entertainment. So let me hop right into it with our Thursday night game. On Thursday night, it was the Bengals versus the Jaguars. Now, you have two former uh, college kind of rivals going at it against each other once again. And this time, Joe Burrow gets the better of it as the Bengals beat the Jaguars 24 to 21 and the leading scores for the Jaguars was uh, Trevor Lawrence as well as give me a second I'm not sure why it's not loading <laughs> Trevor Lawrence and freaking why is it not loading oh yeah Trevor Lawrence and freaking uh it definitely wasn't Urban Meyer that's for sure. <laughs> it definitely was Urban Meyer Robinson I can't think of his name I had his remember name remember what like, we asked Mike a little while ago if he was prepared yeah, I was prepared. All right, just only my ready. computer's it's totally losing done. its mind. <laughs> my computer's losing its mind. Sorry. Uh yeah, Robinson and Lawrence, and then you also had Burrow and Ozuma uh, for the Bengals. Uh, that was actually a pretty interesting game. I liked it. I love how it went down to the wire. Uh, in the end, uh, the Bear team won, which uh, being Joe Burrow and Urban Myers, man, looks like he's losing the locker room. Um, I mean, seeing you know him doing grinding on freaking women and stuff like that. It's kind of weird. Uh, but, you know, 0-4, whatever. Yeah, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if he's going to – I mean, I don't know if he's going to last the season. I think he's in a little over his head. Um, you know, he's a great college coach, but I don't think he's got the respect of, you know, the people there. Yeah, yeah, it's 100%. I, I mean, I, I didn't like him when he got signed to the NFL, but – I mean, he quit on two other teams before, so everyone thought he might resign again. But looks like himself, he came out his and... NFL career might finish early. Anyway, so moving on, we have the Titans versus the Jets. Um, and in this week, the Jets beat the Titans 27-24 in overtime as there was a missed field goal by Randy Bullock with 19 seconds left in overtime. Went wide left. I think it was a 49-yarder. Um, and that, you know, just – Bumped the Jets up to one and three, snapping their uh, zero and three start. Then I go one and three, and then the Titans fall down to two and two. So the best players for the Titans that week was Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, and then the Jets it was Zach Wilson and Corey Davis. Any thoughts that you get about that game, anybody? Yeah, it was it was cold because hell froze over, and the Jets won. All right. So we have the Lions versus the Bears, and then the <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, the, I I think Zach Wilson he he did play well, uh, especially in the second half. Um, you know they did a a pretty good job of limiting Derrick Henry, and you know their their defense came to play. So, yeah, they uh they forced seven sacks against Rana Tanhill in the week. Um, that's what I'm saying. This defense can is probably top fifteen, maybe even top ten at this point. They're not getting a lot of turnovers, but they're really hit getting on the quarterback and really forcing those uh, third and longs uh, as, you know, being a young defense as it is kind of surprising to see, but showing flashes is always great. All right, so we're going to move on to the Lions versus the Bears. In this, we have the, uh, the Lions going to the Bears and freaking the Bears – Win against the Lions, twenty-four to fourteen. Uh, that's uh, Justin Fields' first career win. Hopefully, feels good to him. Uh, but the Lions' uh, top fantasy leaders was Jared Goff and Raymond, and the Bears' top leading scorers was Montgomery and Mooney. Yeah, I think the big takeaway from this game is the David Montgomery injury. 
Uh, he's going to be out the next four to five weeks. Yeah. Um, but it was good that he didn't suffer anything season ending. So, you know, next next man up in that point, I think this week was the coming out party for Mooney. Um, I think with Fields, he's got a much better chance of getting those deep, deep balls. Yeah, 100%. Because we, we've seen Fields in Ohio. He has that can. He has, he has the ball placement that uh, he needs. He just needs that development time. And I think that's going to come. Um, the Bears aren't necessarily like the hottest team or like the greatest with the weapons, but he's working with what he has. And I think that's working out pretty fine so far for um, Justin Fields. However, this is only one game. The game before, he did have a struggle with nine sacks. But improvement is always great. And I hope the best for him moving forward. Yeah, he was he was named the starter going forward, so it's Good. it's going to be his team from now on. Yeah, yeah Andy Dalton's all like his, his deep ball throws. So, yeah, hundred percent. All right, so next we have the Colts versus Dolphins. Colts go to Miami, and they get a victory out of here, uh, twenty-seven to seventeen versus Dolphins. Um, and the leading scores for the Colts was uh, Wentz and Taylor, while the leading scores for the Dolphins in fantasy was. Brissett and Parker. Now be aware that Brissett is the backup quarterback for the Dolphins. And, you know, with Tua being out for however long it's going to be, you know, we can, we can only be uh, only iffy on the Dolphins. On a team that people thought with playoff contenders and just seeing them sputter out is kind of surprising. But at the same time, just losing your starter quarterback will uh, do that to some people. <clears throat> yeah. I, All right. I, I think that their, their defense – has been okay, and I think the loss of Tua and having a you know Brissett's not the greatest of quarterbacks um, is definitely hurting their offense, and them moving the ball is rough. Yeah, losing Tua I think definitely brings the morale of the team down a bit. This is like considering his 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 past injury history and to see it kind of happening all over again. I think this is kind of you know I, I can't imagine what's doing to Tua himself, but that whole locker room got pretty bummed out. Yeah, I mean, the, the people in the locker room love him, and I think that they think um, he's their guy, and it just sucks that, you know, you have so much going for you, and you, you're expecting Tua to really improve based off last season, and it's just been it's it's been getting hard with him being injury and stuff. All right. So next, we're moving on. We're going to the Browns and the Vikings. A quite low-scoring affair as the Browns um, beat the Vikings in Vikings Stadium, um, fourteen to seven. And the leading scores for the Browns was uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, while the leading scores for the Vikings was Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Thoughts by anyone? I feel like Cousins and Jefferson being the top scorers of that team, like aside from Dalvin Cook, I think that's just not even like. Yeah, I uh, I agree. This game was inter- interesting because it started off that they both scored, and then it was like nothing. Like you yeah. watched it, and you're like, are they even still play? Is it still the first quarter? <laughs> this game is still on. Yeah, like it. It was just a very weird game to watch. It was a yeah. you know a defensive battle. Um, but I think the injury to Baker Mayfield could you know, loom large. I mean, it's not his throwing hand, his throwing shoulder, but, you know, he's definitely not himself. Yeah. Speaking uh, of, like, uh, injuries in the Browns, I saw a thing earlier that said that Odell's had a torn labrum for 10 years. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's wild. That doesn't sound good. No. As you say, <laughs> it could have been from his catch because he really had to reach back for it. Yeah, still caught it. Yeah. <laughs> also, wasn't ten years ago. You know what's funny? That's Still lost actually, that game. It, shut up. It's, this picture right here <laughs> is the catch. Nice. Um, the only other thing is that uh, Dalvin Cook played. You know, didn't have his greatest of a game. Um, and then he missed practice Wednesday and Thursday this week. So yeah, that's not good. he's. Most likely going to be a game time decision. You know, you got to see how he practices on Friday, but uh, all managers for Dalvin Cook, you know, keep your eyes out. Yeah. (laughs) 
Also, Christian McCaffrey might play. There you go. I believe that's not a good move. I don't think so either, but I think he's still going to try it. He says he feels great, so. Well, there you go. If he says it, then it must be true. (laughs) All righty. So moving on, we have the Washington football team versus the Falcons. And as per Falcons do, they choke in the last 30 seconds of a football game. As and therefore you know the um washington football team comes out victorious you had uh washington win this game uh with heineke and mclaurin being the top scorers for the team and fantasy wise and in falcons you had matt ryan and cordell patterson being the top scorers for fantasy there now looking at this you see ryan he throws for five touchdowns Cordell Patterson receives three of those touchdowns. I mean, you'd think that anyone who score five touchdowns or have a quarterback score five touchdowns would win the game. But in the end, the, the, it just wasn't the case as you know, Washington with uh, Heineke does this weird play where he throws out left and just throws it across his body all the way behind the line of scrimmage. And then the running back just runs it in. And I'm just watching that play. I'm like, okay, don't tell them they're actually going to choke this. And then he gets into the end zone. And I'm like, wow, that just happened. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 all it's just shocking because the Falcons on paper are pretty you know all right team they just have a trouble with discipline and finishing out their games and it just it just fundamentals are kind of lacking but you know it's, it's growing pains I guess you could say for the other team yeah their their defense is just bad you know at the end of the day like that's not a good offense in Washington with Heineke as the quarterback and you know Antonio Gibson's not 100%. So to give up 35 points to to that team is not not ideal. You know, you're not going to win a lot of games giving up 35 points. So um, I, I don't know what to expect from them going forward. They kind of remind me a lot of the Saints of, like, some games they're going to be really good and then some games they're going to be horrible. Yeah, they're <clears> – <throat> I don't know. I think I, I, yeah, they don't, they don't have a lot of consistency to really keep any wins, like winning streak alive. In fact. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rough. And I think both teams are not the greatest teams as we said before. Um, But Hey, I, I like, I'm like what I'm seeing from Heineke. At least he's like, he's playing, he's making it interesting. He's having a good time. And you know, it's in the game of football, what more can you ask for? I mean, at least the game was good. That's that's all I could say. Falcons fans, the game was like one of the worst games I've ever had. Washington fans, you're you're jumping on your couch, but I mean, other than that, if you're just a football fan, you enjoyed the game. All right. So next year, the Texans versus the Bills. This was an absolute blowout. I can't believe this happened. Actually, I can. Uh the Bills uh went at home 40 to nothing. 40 to nothing against the Houston Texans. Uh, the Texans' best scorers, although they weren't really that great, uh, were Brandon Cooks and Johnson. And then you move on to the Bills, and they had Josh Allen and the defense, uh, as you can tell, by making them hold them to zero points. So it's going to be a top score uh, for this team. Uh, just thoughts, anybody? I mean, there's not much to talk about, but thoughts? <laughs> just the no. second week in a row where the Buffalo Bills look like the Buffalo Bills of last year. You know, Josh Allen is playing the way he played last year, so. Yeah. And I, I think it, it's such for Houston to not have Deshaun Watson. I, 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 I don't think I'm the only one that thinks that if Watson was playing in that game that, it, you know, it could have been a lot closer. I mean, Deshaun well, yeah. was a game changer to begin with, so I think, I think that's going to be a big issue for them going forward. Yeah, yeah, they're on a third string quarterback right now. They're not they're not even like on Tyrod Taylor. They're on the third string, uh, David Mills. Uh, there wasn't much that he could do to begin with, but you just hoped for something. You really didn't get much of an idiot. Yeah, into the third quarter, he was one for set for like seven or seventeen for like three yards. Yeah. You know, halfway through the third. So you know it's rough. I mean, they 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 have been competitive in the weeks previous where you know, I do believe Watson is their quarterback. Uh, they probably have won a couple games by now. Yeah, hundred percent. 
hundred percent. Yeah, I can't. I can't agree with you more because Watson, as you said before, game changer. And but he can make certain throws that not a lot of other quarterbacks could, and or anyone on the Houston Texans at least could. All right. Next, you're going to the. We have the Giants versus the Saints. Now, this game uh, was a very interesting one as the Giants win it in overtime with Saquon Barkley's uh, legs, and he punched right into the end zone, and they end up winning 27-21 uh, with the Giants' leading scorers being Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley for fantasy, as well as uh, the Saints being Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston as our top two scorers. Thoughts, Anthony? I'm going to go right to you. Um, <clears throat> I think the giant. I mean, I didn't get this. I I didn't get to see really any game at all. I was uh, I had work uh, Sunday, but from what I saw, like stat line wise, I mean, I watched the highlights afterwards, and you know, you see what happens when you finally play as an offense that needs to play together. You know, Galladay comes back. You're finally in week four getting your uh, your first-round pick wide receiver, Kadarius Tony involved in the game. He puts up a decent stat line. Saquon looked like he's trusting his legs. Daniel Jones is, isn't the Daniel Jones that I loathe to hate. Um, the defense, I think, does still have some soft spots. It's got to work out. I mean, they spent so much money and so much. You know, they signed so many guys, especially in the secondary. And, like, I've said before, I was so high on Adore Jackson. It's just been a disappointment so far. Um, that's one thing that I think that's got to be improved because the Giants have always had a really strong defense, <clears throat> at least with the, at least in the Super in the, the, the Super Bowl runs and even before that. But um, but yeah, I think they played good, and I think you know, but it, you know, it's against the Saints. You know, I, I'll look forward to next week to this week. Yeah, I think it's like I said about the Saints. You don't know what what team is going to show up. Is it the team that's going to blank the Packers, or is it going to be the team that you know loses to the winless Giants? Like you don't know. I mean, Daniel Jones has been playing very well, um, but I, I the defense for uh, the Giants hasn't been fantastic, and for I think Alvin Kamara got one reception. Yeah, like he to not use Kamara is just it blew my mind. Yeah, that's that's one thing. Um, they haven't done that often. They haven't used them much really this season at all. Yeah, which, which sucks, like, I don't. I don't. Wise. What and I don't understand it. Like it's not like he's a bat. Like he's the only player on their offense that can really do much of anything, and they just yeah. decide not to use him. Yeah, that was especially when you have Jameis Winston as your starting quarterback. You know, you you don't have Drew, you know Drew Brees or Michael Thomas to facilitate an offense. Kamara is supposed to be that offense, not Winston or Taysom Hill. Yeah, it's so it's so weird because if you look at fantasy perspective, you never know what which quarterback to put in. You have Taysom Hill who would be at the goal line, but also you have Jameis Winston who gets this opportunity to throw the balls really deep down the field and. Get those touchdowns. And then you have Alvin Kamara throwing the mix. So, you know, I, I recently just picked up Jameis Winston for the upside of hopefully that he gets more time playing than Taysom Hill. But in the end, it's just the, 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 they use they use everyone kind of like a Swiss Army knife. And I think it's kind of biting them a little bit and getting the best of them. But in whatever helps the team, I guess, just go, you know, it's they're going to keep doing. And if they're going to lose to the Giants, I mean, not the Giants, the yeah, no. If they're gonna lose to the Giants, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna show that maybe maybe their strategy isn't the best of working. Or if they're gonna lose to any team for that matter, not just in the Giants, but any team for that matter, uh, they need to start picking it up. That's because you don't have Drew Brees anymore. You have two kind of like you know, all right quarterbacks. Well, this was a team that had playoff aspirations. You know, they they had a good defense and they just needed a quarterback not to mess anything up. And I mean, Jameis hasn't really been. Typical Jameis, where he's had, I think, one or two bad interceptions. But other than that, he's been really solid. I I thought so. Yeah. I mean, he's not get he's not getting the yards. Um, and you see kind of the boneheaded where he's getting sacked and just throws the ball up in the air. But yeah, it's yeah, just he tries crazy. to he tries to to make a play 
when there's no play available. Yeah, and it, it's crazy that he hasn't been over 200 yards. You know, you watched him in Tampa Bay, and he was throwing 400, 500 yards a game. And uh, so, it, it, yeah, it's been interesting. Next, we're moving on for the Chiefs versus the I, Eagles. I, I, I might retract my uh, Jameis throwing 40 touchdowns this season statement. But. Yeah, I know. He's going to go thrifty. Uh, thrifty. 50. <laughs> All right. And then, right. so. Yeah, All right. So next we're moving on to the Chiefs versus the Eagles. Chiefs go to the Eagles and they end up winning 42 to 30. Chiefs, best players, Mahomes and Hill. You know, not, nothing more needs to be said about that. And then the Eagles was Hurts and gained well. Now, I had the Chiefs winning. I didn't think they're going to win by this much, but I had the Chiefs winning. Uh, and and they put on a show. I mean, they looked pretty beatable, like pretty like um, – I mean, they still are beatable team, but they, they looked pretty vulnerable and they had a lot of weak points that got exploited throughout the first uh, couple of weeks and therefore starting them one and two and being last in the division. Like we'd ever be saying that now in week – going into week five. Um, but, hey. In the end, uh, they got the job done, and they just need to keep that chemistry going. Uh, Tyree Kill, you know, when he's out open like that, I mean, he's always going to catch it. There's nothing else to say about it, and his speed is just unmatched. So, yeah, this 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 game was a uh, was a pretty good one, but uh, the Chiefs outright just had the better team all around. Yeah, but here, here's what, here's what bothers me: that game shouldn't have been like that. Game should have been like like the Bills, like the Bills and Houston game. Like, there's no – like, for Philly to put up 30 on the Chiefs alone, I think that's saying something. And, like, I mean, the, and and then you're relying on Pat Mahomes, who has – who's – I mean, great. He's, he's got, like, what, 14 touchdowns a season, you know, come, going into this next week. But, like, you know, I think we had, we had, what, five? Five touchdowns, I think, against Philly? Yeah. So, you had, you had what, nine going into it. So, then – you know, you're relying on him to do more because you have no run game. So you're relying on Pat Mahomes, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but there's got to be a balance somewhere. Yeah, and I I think the shocking part going into this year is how bad this defense is. Like you said, there's no reason that they should be putting up 30 points against you. Like that's not a it's not a good offense. Yeah, yeah and and like I I love I love Hurts, but he's been spotty this whole season. Yeah, I mean he's been great for fantasy because he has the running. Yeah baseline but you know you look at this chief chiefs team and i think they have big problems yeah you know if you can if you can stop them if you can force turnovers if you can if you have a team that can run the football and keep mahomes off the field you know and your team can move down and get points like you're going to like manhandle them like they they don't have the defense to uh keep up with like a tampa bay or or the Rams, right. you know, so I don't think that this is the end of their, their run, but they got to fix something. Yeah. I think, I think Andy Reid will figure something out. Yeah, they, they usually do. I'll eat a couple cheeseburgers and win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Get over it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So next we have the Panthers versus the Cowboys. Uh, the Panthers go to uh, Arlington. And they lose uh, to the Cowboys 36 to 28 with the top scorers for the Panthers being uh, Sam Donald and DJ Moore. Well, the top scorers for the Cowboys was Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. Adam's thoughts. Um, I think this was another game where the defense played great. Um, they, it, it wasn't as close as the final score said they were up 36 to 13 uh, to 14 you know, for a good part of that third quarter. And, you know, they kind of took their foot off the gas and, uh, you know, let them back in the game a little bit. But I think the defense played well. Uh, Another two turnovers for the secondary. Uh, I think you saw Zeke, and this is the number one defense in the league, and they had 140 yards rushing. Zeke himself had 140 yards rushing. And it just showed how this offense is just – there's so many weapons. You know, you had both tight ends catch a touchdown. Uh, Cedric Wilson caught a touchdown. You know, they have so many different ways to beat you. And 
you know, I think, I think this game for both teams was uh showed that they were really who they said they were. Cause you know, Sam Darnold looked great. I know you're super happy about it, Mike, but Sam Darnold looked good. He had two touchdowns and, and two interceptions. Just saying. Yeah. But he, he led their offense. That. He, he looked good. And I think that that team is really good. They just traded for Gilmore. So their defense should be, should stay good. It, I think they're a really fun team to watch the Panthers. Yeah. I mean, Hey, who, who knows how they go? I mean, they had a really easy schedule going into that Cowboys game. Um, So against tougher teams, they're going to have to show out more than just doing good. They're going to have to be great. Um, and that defense, the defense is going to keep them in a lot of games. I think their defense is definitely going to keep them in games more than an offense will, um, especially with adding skill more. Uh, great. That's, that was a fantastic trade. And they pretty much got a bag of chips or only gave away a bag of chips for him. Uh, the sixth round, 2023, like <laughs> for Stefan Gilmore, uh, he's, it's, it's weird what Belichick is doing over in New England. But yeah, I mean, the Panthers are going to. Well, we got to see how they do. And the, the I think Cowboys is, is if, you're, if you're going to keep him, you got to pay him almost 15 mil a year. That, you know, that's what he's looking for. So, you know, you gave up a six round pick, but you're also going to give him a lot of money because he's a free agent next year. Yep. All right. So, moving on, we have the Seahawks versus the 49ers. The Seahawks go and visit the 49ers, and they get the job done 28 21. You have the Seahawks winning uh, with uh, the Seahawks' top scorers being Russell Wilson and Collins. And the top scorers for 49ers was Samuel and Lance. Uh, any, anyone have any thoughts about the uh, game? Um, if Trey Lance is the starter, uh, start him in fantasy because he put up 20, I think 28 points and one half of football. So. I think he's definitely someone you can start in fantasy. Um, as far as you know, the rest the 49ers look looked good. Um, I think we're you're kind of shocked that the Seahawks are uh, in the basement of the this division. You thought it might have been the Cardinals, but it turns out they're the only undefeated team. So you know it's. It's definitely still the best division, I think, in the NFC. Yeah. Yeah, and it could be argued that the best division in the NFL uh, as a total right now. But, you know, you also have the AFC West. But still, I would take the uh, – I, I love this NFC West uh, division because it's always like they're going to bring interesting games, like the one that's happening right now with the Rams and the Seahawks. Um but yeah, I mean, this is another interdivisional matchup, and you know, only being a touchdown, you know, being the score away. I mean, that that that's a pretty close game right there. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see you know more of this uh, division because they're going to be playing uh, pretty pretty darn good for the rest of the season for sure. All right, so moving on, we have the Cardinals versus the Rams. Yeah, the Cardinals versus the Rams. So another another uh, NFC West matchup here, back to back. So the Cardinals versus the Rams, um, another another great game we had over here. And let me pull it up. Oh, I know, that's wrong. That is a hundred percent wrong. No, Cardinals versus Four Niners. I'm an idiot. All right, so now the Cardinals play the Rams. Yeah, the Cardinals did play the Rams, right? And I just the- yeah, yeah, Cardinals did play the Rams. My bad. 27, 37 to 20, the Cardinals won against the Rams. Forgot about that. 37 to 20, Cardinals beat the Rams. Uh, Kyler Murray looked electric, and the Rams didn't look like the team they were going to be going to it. And the Cardinals' uh, top scorers was Murray and Connor, and the Rams' top scorers was Stafford and Van Jefferson for the Rams. Sorry about that. I was, for some reason, uh, <laughs> just blanked in my head. Um, But, yeah. I mean, from this game, we can see that the Cardinals really are a force to be reckoned with and should not be taken lightly. And I actually had them being probably – I actually had them tied for the first spot going into here, and I actually did have the Seahawks being either third or fourth in that division just because I, I loved what I saw by the end of the season with the Cardinals. And, hey, I mean, I think 
they're they're the real deal. I think they're like the only like undefeated team that like I say is the actual the absolutely real deal uh when it comes to, you know, being being an absolute dominant force and just being the Rams kind of shows you that uh, ability they have to win against tough uh the opponents. Yeah, I I I think that they you know, it's all about consistency for their defense. You know, week one, they played the Titans and looked great. And then the next week, their defense didn't look, you know, as great. They were luckily, lucky to pull off the win against Minnesota. But, and then the last two weeks, they've looked dominant. Uh, if their defense can keep playing this way, you know, Kyler and that offense is playing as one of the best offenses in football. So, yeah. as long as their defense stays consistent, they have a shot to, to win the whole thing. Definitely. Yeah, and yeah, the Cardinals. I I I love the team when they start building them. I mean, I was always like, I was a little upset in twenty nineteen when they selected Kyler Murray and you know take Josh Rosen to the curb. But that seems to be the absolute amazing, most amazing idea that 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 organization ever had. You know, take 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 the better quarterback and just rack with it. Um, yeah, so I think they did a great job all in all, and I think they're going to be dominant. All right, so next you have the Steelers and the Packers. Uh, Steelers go to Green Bay and lose. Uh, it's 17-27 in favor of Green Bay. And the top scores for the Steelers was Johnson and Harris, and the top scores for the Packers was Rodgers and Cobb. Thoughts by anybody? I like that. I like, I like that Randall Cobb is finally getting his group Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, he watched the first couple of weeks and he wasn't really on the field and it was kind of like huh, Aaron Rodgers brought him in here and they're not going to uh they're not going to play him. Interesting. But now he's he's he, I think carved out a role and I think he's going to be used a lot more. For sure. Uh yeah, I mean Ronald Cobb back with uh Rodgers who who wouldn't want that matchup. Okay, so now you have the Ravens and the Broncos. Uh, the Ravens go and visit the Broncos, and they, you know, you know pretty much put them to sleep, uh, snapping their undefeated streak. Um, they won twenty-three to seven, with the top scores for the Ravens being Jackson and Brown, while the top scores for the Broncos being Fant and Bridgewater. That just goes to show, like how not difficult that team had getting back together after Teddy Bridgewater had left mid-game because he threw for a touchdown in that game and, you know, only threw for 86 yards, but the game got hurt. And after that, the, the entire offense fell apart when Drew Locke uh, had the ball in his hands. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll be better this week. Now they have a full week to game plan. Um, but there is still a chance that Teddy Bridgewater plays this week. They haven't ruled him out yet. Yeah. But I think <clears> – <throat> You can expect Drew Locke to to play this week. I mean, the um, Broncos still have like a top five defense in the league. I mean, they've had it for years now. Yeah, <laughs> I I think that their defense has been outstanding this whole this whole year because I don't think they're a very good offensive team. I mean, they have the good wide receivers and you know the running backs have been playing okay, but they don't put up the points that a lot of these other teams are putting up. But their defense keeps them keeps them in games and lets them have the chance to outscore anyone. <clears throat> All right. So moving on, we have, Oh, a fun matchup. Everyone was looking forward to this week. The Buccaneers versus the Patriots, the Buccaneers, Tom Brady back in Foxborough for the first time since 2019. And man, Oh man, what a game this was. It wasn't really that exciting. However, it was a good game. Uh, 19 to 17, the Buccaneers beat the Patriots. And the Buccaneers' top scores was Leonard Fournette and Suckle. And the Patriots' top scores was Jones and Myers. Anyone have any thoughts? Oh, just before I say this, though, Tom Brady has now officially joined, I guess, I think amongst four other quarter, three other quarterbacks, being every single team in the NFL. So that's always a good feat to have. All right, now do you guys want to go? The game was awful. Yeah, it wasn't great. It was boring. I think it was really interesting watching 
the chess game between Belichick and Brady because, you know, Belichick knows Brady like the back of his hand and I think really confused him and, you know, made him really work for everything that they, they had. Um, I think that you saw the Patriots offense, you know, surprisingly move the ball through the air. You know, they saw a lot of injuries to Tampa's secondary, but uh, I think they moved the ball well. And Mac Jones has looked really good through the first couple weeks here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. I mean, Mac Jones has been doing pretty well. Uh, but, you know, just he had, you know, you know, the, just a couple mistakes that he's made here and there. But again, rookies being rookies will always have that um, for sure. And I think he, he did pretty well going against uh, Tampa, uh, reigning Super Bowl champion. So, hey, uh, my hats to him, and let's move on. Next, we have the uh, – or oh, for the final game of the week, we have the Raiders versus the Chargers. Raiders going against the Chargers here, a little bit of a grudge match here, obviously in both of them, you know, uh, interdivisional. And the Raiders lose, snapping their undefeated streak, 28-14, to 14. Uh, with the top scores for the Raiders being Carr and Renfro, and the top scores for the Chargers and uh, being uh, Eckler and Herbert. Anyone have any thoughts for our final game of the week? Or the Chargers are the real deal. Eckler has to be careful. He's he's in that locker. He's in that tense too much. Yeah, yeah. So he, he gets in the end zone, so something's <laughs> working. Yeah, your health doesn't matter as long as you get me my fantasy points. <laughs> no, I mean he—he always—he's always one of those guys that gets injured, but you know he always toughs it out. We'll, uh, you know, we'll see. But uh, I think the Chargers are the real deal. Their defense is good, and Herbert is looking like one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that, that just goes to show proves why uh, he was rookie of the year last year, and he, we're all waiting. No, people never know whether these rookies are gonna have a sophomore slump, but he's not been slumping. He's been electric, uh, like we like we all hoped him for to be. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Alrighty, and that will end the week four recap. It's you've been your boy Michael Milligan. I'm happy you guys enjoyed it, or at least listened to it. So there you go. All right, that's so job. that's gonna lead us <laughs> right into our interview with Matt, who defeated me. I was second runner-up. He beat me by, I believe, like 19 points. So uh, we invite Matt in to to do this interview. All right, we're here with Matt, our high point uh, leader of the week. How are you doing today, Matt? Uh, doing pretty good. Just chilling on my throne right now. Good, good, good. <laughs> so you beat me out this week for the high point. A little salty about it, not going to lie. Um, who were you most surprised with on your team that performed this week? Um, definitely Patterson. One of my best picks that I did at the beginning of the season. Got him second week right off the trade block. And he hasn't let me down since. Yeah, I, I was surprised with how many touches he had that he was so effective getting in the end zone Mm -hmm. so you are the wicked warriors yes uh what inspired your team name um pretty much it was my call of duty clan all the way back in call of duty ghosts and uh sad tragic backstory about how that got killed out but i just tried to keep the clan alive and uh we actually got a wicked warrior in here today mr michael milligan over here Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Alrighty. So you're facing yeah, you have a tough matchup this week. Um, who do you think on the opposing team, uh, what player do you think is gonna give you the most trouble heading into this week? Um Debo Samuel, or however you say it. Samuel Samuel. I'm not sure how they pronounce that. Yeah, Debo but, Samuel. Okay. Yeah, he's been looking pretty good, averaging about 20 points a week. So I'm kind of nervous about that, but pretty sure Tyreek Hill could pick up the slack of some of my team and just beat it out there unless he gets double covered constantly like usual. There you go. Who on your team has, has surprised you the most going this whole year? I know I know you said last week it was um, 
Patterson, but is there anyone else on your team that's been like shockingly good for you? Um, I honestly wouldn't say there's any like big call outs to that because everybody literally has their weeks. Um, like Tyreek Hill has saved me two weeks, but the one week I lost, he got like six points and that lost me out to Michael, but can't complain. Still three and one. Uh, as long as other people on my team just pick up the slack, that's all that really matters right now. Is um is there anybody on your team that you feel consistency is going to be an issue with? Um, yeah, Hill. Like that's same thing. It's if he gets double covered, triple covered, whatever they want to do that day. Just depends on the defense because he is a monster when he's free. But if they're just gonna lock him down nonstop, there's no way that anything's gonna happen with him. Just too big of a name. How um how sold are you on uh on Mike Evans on your team? Because uh you know Brady's got so many weapons to throw to. You know he might not always be his number one as long as he's got Brady and even Antonio. Ooh, I actually haven't thought about that. Um, oh. <laughs> well, based off his stats, like he only really had one bad week, especially for this kind of league. Yeah. Um. So he's been staying pretty consistent. Uh. It's like as long as he's keeping over 10 points, I I say I'm pretty good with that. Like, that's kind of, like, my limit. It's like as long as each person on my team could put up at least 10 points, there's a pretty good chance that you could win the league no matter what. Yeah. Now, you were, you're, you're a half game, but you're tied for, obviously, three and one, one of the best records in the league. Um, Who do you think – do you think that your team can keep this up going – going forward do you think that you're gonna run to a rough go once we get into the bye weeks and stuff um i think i should be fine i have a pretty good wide receiver core um and some of them are injured but they all should be back by the time buys get like inact get active and stuff like that so i should have my options to get switched in and out and i'm pretty sure that once those guys come back they're coming back with a vengeance and they're going to do absolutely crazy. So as long as my main guys don't get hurt right now, I'm pretty sure I can hold out until everyone else comes off IR. Yeah, I think I think getting Gallup back would be huge for uh, your receiver depth even more. By 100%. Now, going in the first two weeks, Josh Allen and the offense had a tough time getting going. Were you at any time worried about his production going into this year? Um, maybe just a little bit because usually you rely on a QB just doing really well because a QB can make or break a team because you could have one one person that you're versing, you get a QB gain 40 points. Then if your QB only gets 10 points, that's a lot of slack that some of your players got to pick up. And with running backs and wide receivers, maybe averaging about 15, 20, you'll be lucky if you could actually see that point difference. Yeah, because I remember I was talking with Anthony and Mike last week, how Josh Allen this year, we haven't seen the rushing touchdowns that he had put together last year. And I, I don't, so don't think he has one yet. He actually got one week three. Week three. Okay. Yeah. That was his big week. He got 45 yeah. points and he led. Yeah. So that, I think that's, that's huge is when he gets in the end zone. It's usually he puts up huge weeks. Yeah. yeah. That was actually his week where he ran the least amount too. Really? Yeah. He had, he ran nine yards. That day, he got his touchdown, but then every other week, he only rushed 40. So, it's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. And what you're still seeing, he's not turning the ball over as much as he did the first couple of years of his career. So, that's it's big. Yeah, I feel he's going to he's gonna pop off real soon. Yeah, I was, I was – Yeah, I, I was worried that he was um, – that he was going to, like, almost revert back to the his old ways when he first got into the league. Just not – like, a, a lot of struggling and less, a lot of – dumb rookie mistakes that you would see. I thought he would go back to that. I'm glad he hasn't. Yeah, thankfully. I think my only other other question for you is, what have your thoughts been on Najee Harris? Um, he's your number one running back. And, uh, you know, the Steelers offense has looked a little rough going to the year. Have your thoughts changed on him, or do you think he is just as good as what you expected? Um. No, I think he's doing pretty good. 
Um, he got 18 points against Green Bay last week, so I consider that a pretty big win because um, Green Bay has been looking kind of nasty. Um, but except for that, I'm I'm pretty happy with my team. Is that like if I could keep it for quite a while right now, I would. Um, just running Atlanta's running back core is fitting pretty good, so I'm pretty happy with that. No matter what, I will get a rushing touchdown sometime during the week. Um, One can so. only hope, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so just con- hoping to continue with uh, everything that I got right now. No more, uh, no more hurt. No more people getting hurt. Knock on wood. Yeah, right. one thing I'll say about your running backs going into this week, real quick. Um, you know, going to London uh, versus the Jets, nine thirty in the morning game. One thing I'll say about your running backs there, though. Um, what's going to happen is that with Bradley being out, they're probably going to rely on him more and more. Uh, throughout the week. So I think that you definitely have a great matchup heading into whatever fantasy week you're going to because Matt Ryan can throw for as much as he wants, but he's not going to get that score production without his running backs this week, especially with Ridley out. And the Jets defense has seemed to be getting their stride together. They're they're one of the top in the, like at least top 15 in the league right now um, going for defense. But I think that if you keep that running game uh, with that, at least that one-two punch, they, they should be pretty good against the uh, Jets this week. So, all right. There you go. All right, Matt. Well, we thank you for joining us. Um, you know, best of luck throughout the rest of the season. And uh, that's it. Have a good night. All right. Thank you, guys. It was wonderful being here. All right. That was our interview with Matt. Uh, it was Fan- good talking fantastic. with him. Yeah. Now let's uh, start looking forward. What do we got, Anthony? So, all right. So, I got some. A few matchups, quite a few actually. I think like five or six that kind of caught my eye. Um, going into week five, we have the one that's actually going on right now as we speak: the Rams and uh, Seahawks. Um, what I have written down is the exact opposite of what's happened so far. Um, uh, I had, you know, the Rams wide receivers are really, you know, them against kind of a weak Seattle secondary. You know, that being. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and even Deshaun Jackson. I mean, he hasn't been targeted that much at all really this season, but, I, I mean, he's still one of the fastest, if not the fastest receiver that they have. Um, Daryl Henderson has become uh, their feature back, which is huge because he's an absolute monster. Even having Sonny Michelle uh, as their backup uh, is always good for them. Uh, but the one question that I have going into it was if the Rams' defense could keep up with Russ, uh, Russ has been absolutely uh, phenomenal throughout his career. It's uh, arguably one of the best deep ball throwers in this league. Um, and the Rams defense, they allowed over almost 300 passing yards, just over 200 rushing yards with 37 points against the Cardinals. Uh, so I think that they should be trying to make a statement in this game back, going up against uh, a high-power quarterback and even offense like uh the, uh, the Seahawks. I uh, I think that <coughs> the this is gonna be a big game for Matt Stafford. I think um, for him to go up against uh, Seattle, I think he really has to. They have to go out to win this game. Um, I do think that this game means more to Seattle because if you're starting two and three, and everyone else in your division has a, one loss, you know it. Uh, It'll really or set you no back to try to win the division. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but yes. I, I agree with you that Russ is, you know, one of the best deep ball throwers. And, you know, this uh, – the one place that L.A. is weak is in the secondary. Yeah. Except except on Jalen Ramsey's side. <laughs> Other than that, yeah. I mean, their, their well, secondary yeah. has been uh, – no. But compared to the guys on the defensive line and the linebackers they have – you know, that's definitely the point where you can attack them. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next game I have going into uh, is the Packers and the Bengals. Um, I think the key for the Packers to win this game is uh, consistency. They have to move the ball consistently. Um, if they find quite a dead spot, I mean, sales, uh, Cincinnati's defense is, I think, what keeps them going. Uh, Burrow hasn't exactly looked um, fantastic this season, not like, you know, 
worth the number one pick, in my personal opinion. He did go off against the Jags, but that's also the Jags. Um, Joe Mixon, I think, is the highlight of their offense. I think he's on pace for 13, 14, 1,500 yards this season if he keeps it up. Um, I mean, the dude's an absolute monster, probably one of the more underlooked backs, uh, I think, in the game right now. But he's like going to be out yeah. this week. Is he? Yeah, he has an ankle injury that he suffered uh, last week. So oh, they're going to try, but I think he's going to be going to be out this week. Right. So, like I said, the Packers have to move the ball consistently throughout this game either for them to win this. Yeah, I, I, I think that Cincinnati's offense is also going to have to try to keep up because, you know, it is a good team that they're going up against. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers can put points up in, you know, the blink of an eye. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a lot of uh, trying to get your running game going with P. Ryan. Uh, and if you go running back by committee, trying to keep Aaron Rodgers off the off the field. Yeah. Um, uh, next game I got. Really, I mean, I don't think this big, it's a uh, big of a game as it may seem. But uh, the Broncos and Steelers, mainly because this is going to be a defensive game. Uh both teams are at top. I believe. I believe are top ten, maybe even top five defenses uh, in this league, um, and it's going to have to come down to defense because Ben is washed. Uh, he looked horrible against the Bills. I'm not just saying that because I don't like him. He had like 188 yards and threw for like 55 percent completion percentage. Uh, and the injuries to Melvin Gordon and uh, Bridgewater are going to be key. Uh, as part of the Broncos offense, because as Mike pointed out, we saw how they sort of fell apart uh, without Bridgewater under center. So I think this game is going to come down to strictly, strictly defense on both sides. And surprisingly, I think the Broncos have the advantage on the offensive side. Yeah. Even even if Bridgewater doesn't play, I think, you know, Drew Lockett is enough command of that offense and the weapons. I And I, I like you said, I think Ben's washed. I think it's, that offenses look dead. Um, yeah. You know, m- maybe they come to life this week, but uh, I doubt it. I think it's going to see, it's going to come down to how Najee Harris plays. If yeah. he can get the running game going, you know, they have a shot. Yeah, definitely. That's for sure. Uh, next game, I got Chargers and Browns. Um, Chargers running game looked really good against Oakland. Uh, 168 rushing yards total uh, against Oakland, which to me isn't bad. However, the Browns have a superior running game uh, with uh, Chubb and Hunt running the backfield. I think that's going to be um, – it's going to outshine the Chargers. Uh, them two alone will outshine Eckler. Even Herbert, if he has to scramble. Um, but I think this is also going to be another defensive uh, matchup. Um, but I think a big key for the Browns is, is balance. Um, they have the running game. They have the defense. Baker needs to really take time to go through his progressions and start making some plays. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to how Baker plays because, I mean, I think Herbert and that offense is going to be fine. Uh, they have so many weapons that it's going to be hard for, you know, they're going to have to make sure they get pressure on Herbert. And I, I kind of just trust uh, LA's offense more than I trust uh, Cleveland's yeah you know Baker looked horrible last week and yeah. he's still in pain and you know Odell's dealing with what he's dealing with they still have no Landry it's you know yeah and the thing is like Odell's back use him you know like I'm sure I'm sure there are teams that you know aren't going to pay as much attention to him because of his injury history because of how that offense runs but he's back use him Use him as your number one. You don't really have much of a choice, so do it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, uh, I mean, he. I mean, who who else in this league can take a twenty yard? Can take like a, I don't know, seven yard slant, eighty yards to the house. Yeah, yeah. not not a lot, not a lot of people. And it all comes down to literally how, you know, as we said before, Baker plays, but how they're gonna use that run game because that run game, or at least the passing backs. Um, you know, with Hunt being mostly a passing back. But Nick Chubb, you know, 
being on fire as it is, if, if they come down to it, they can always lean on him too. He's been an effective weapon for them. Um, and so is Hunt. Uh, they were actually two top scorers for the Browns. But if they decide, you know, let's 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 do some more running options, that helps us win the game. Then they, they can definitely go to that. But Joey Bosa being on that line could also spell trouble for that. So it all just comes down to the pieces of just how Mayfield performs. Just Mayfield starts pu- performing really, really well. That run game is going to be wide open for everybody. Uh, so, I mean, hey, the, the Browns have a good chance to win. I think the Chargers have an equalized chance to win. Uh, this this is actually a matchup that I'm gonna love to watch and look at at least the clips out while I'm at the wedding, and then uh, you know move on. So, yeah, awesome. Um, next game: Chiefs and Buffalo. Um, I think we previously stated uh, the Eagles put up 30 against Kansas City, which I think is a big issue in that defense. And Buffalo has a far far better offense than uh, the Eagles, so. I wouldn't surprise it wouldn't surprise me if Buffalo took this one. I don't want to say easily, but I think they've got a really good shot. However, if Kansas City puts together their, you know, their usual long drives that take up over half a quarter, <laughs> um, I think that's just gonna wear the defense down. And I, you know, Buffalo is probably the best defense in the league. Um, I think Allen is officially out of his slump. Uh, he put up 358 and four touchdowns against Washington, who was, again, another top five defense in the league. And even though it's Houston, he, he did put up 40, 248, and two touchdowns in that game. So it, I think Buffalo is going to take this game. I, right. I, yeah. I, I'm going back and forth because I think that it's hard to – take Kansas City out of any game but I think I think definitely defensively Buffalo has the upper hand but I also think you know defensively I mean yeah no I said that right that I think Kansas City has the the better chance offensively but Buffalo has the better defense so I think it's going to come down to how Buffalo's defense plays because I do think that they can keep up with Kansas City so It'll it'll be close. Yeah. This is definitely, I think, the game of the week. Yeah. Uh, And the last game I have, uh, Dallas at the Giants. Um, New York's defensive line against Dallas's rushing game, I think, is going to be a good matchup. Um, I I like the Giants' defensive line. It's just the secondary that really pisses me off. And I think that if they can contain um, Zeke, I think I'm not saying it'll be easy after that, but I think it will it will, it will make things a lot easier um, neutralizing Zeke uh, in the offense. Uh, they saw last week against the Saints. We finally got Tony involved. He had six catches for 78 yards. Uh, Galladay looked great. Saquon looks like he's trusting his leg, and Daniel Jones um, is honestly the last couple of weeks has been playing some of the best football of his career so far. Um, but also, I mean, Cowboys, Giants are always close games, no matter what. I mean, it could be, you know, Dallas taking the one spot and Giants dead last, and these games are always going to come down to the wire. And it's been like that forever. And I think that <clears throat> I th- that alone, aside from being a Giants fan, is is why I think it's another key matchup. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I, I always love watching these two teams play because always like they always have like a general hatred for each other. You know how it is, and it's just like not not the actual players, but you know the fan bases like to get into it to get a little rowdy. Um, and I that and that kind of like helps bring the spirit of football into it. And I love that because you, the Giants and the Cowboys, as you said before, no matter what they are, they are always close games or at least they're always great games and it could be by a touchdown. I usually usually it's been like two to three points every single time you, you see them. And it's just always so great like seeing these two teams battle it out. You're like, oh which which team's gonna do the better this time. And I think with the Giants being on the hot streak getting hot just at the right time could spell trouble for the Cowboys uh coming up this week. I mean if you count a hot streak as one win one against win, yeah. <laughs> a, a bad Saints team, then sure. I mean I just don't see how the Giants offense keeps up with the Cowboys offense. Uh, I think, I honestly think defensively the Cowboys have been playing better defense than the Giants. Um, 
But, you know, it's going to come down to how good the Giants secondary plays. I think, you know, you can load the box to stop Zeke all you want, but do you have the linebackers to keep up with the tight ends? You know, does Adoree Jackson able to stop C.D. Lamb? Like, you know, it's it's going to come down to see, you know, if they can get off the field and can their offense settle for touchdowns and not field goals. Yeah. And are you going to have Daniel Jones hold on to the football? Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Um <laughs> Also, if you can yeah. keep Logan Ryan away from Dak Prescott's leg, that'd be fantastic. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, he, he is full sand. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so moving on, we got the power rankings uh, going into week five. I will start off with number 10. Dropping down to number 10 from previously last week at number seven, I have the Browns. Uh, like I said earlier, they need balance, and it, that all falls on Falls on Baker. Like I said, they got the defense. They have the rushing games. They just hit that passing game to click, and I think they'll be in good shape. Um, number nine, previously, that number nine, uh, I still got the Chargers. Um, last week, it, did, it didn't do much for me, per se. Um, I think Herbert had a really good first half, and, you know, the second half was all Eckler. But I think they got to balance that out a little bit better. I think they'll be on a good track. Um, number eight, again, staying at number eight is the Raiders. Uh, they, they kept it fairly close for the most part against the Chargers, but they're still a second-half team. Um, the the whole first half, I think, it was just, it was all uh, Chargers, without a doubt. But then they ended up pulling through and cutting it close. And they, they, you know, they had maybe two or three really good drives offensively and defensively. Um, where I thought the Raiders, I'm, I'm like, they might take this game. You know, they didn't. But like I said, they're always a second half team. Um, number seven, uh, previously unranked, I have the Cowboys. Uh, it pains me to say that. Um, but they're looking great. They really look great. Zeke. Zeke found his momentum. Dak's playing Dak football. And yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the worst taunt I think I've ever seen in the NFL. A freaking eating thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, once once this offense starts to click, I mean, it's really it's it's, it's hard to stop, and I hate saying that. So I'm gonna get off that topic. Um, <laughs> dropping down to number six. Previously number two, I have the Bucks. Um, I know it's Brady. I know uh, it's it, it's Brady, but they barely beat the Pats, and I thought that was the game that for sure Brady would throw for like four or five touchdowns and like three fifty. I mean, but that just didn't happen at all. And the fact that Mac Jones is able to keep it close against Tom Brady, I think that was saying something about really. This guy gets the Bucks defense, but they I feel like that offense really had no momentum going at all during that game. So Bucks at six for right now. I'm sure next week they'll probably move up. Uh number five, dropping down from the number one spot, the Rams. Uh, I think they're still a powerhouse offense, but I think to really seal the deal uh so far in this league, they had to beat the Cardinals and they, they didn't do that at all. Um just the whole offense didn't look great. Defense didn't look great. Uh, so for that, I mean, they, they dropped down quite a bit. Um, moving up, previously at number six, I have the Chiefs at number four. There's still the Chiefs, but I think uh, this week against uh, Buffalo is going to be a big challenge because of Buffalo's defense. I think they've got the upper hand on that. Um, but Josh Allen's been playing great. And Kansas City's defense does not look good at least in the last few weeks. So, I mean, like, like, like we just said, I think it's going to be a close game. And I know, Adam, you're back and forth with it, but I think, I think the Bills might actually take this game. Um, number three, moving up, previously number five, the Ravens. Um, I think – I don't want to say people are sleeping on them, but, like, when people – like, I think when people think about the Ravens now, they think of, like, 
Lamar choking and his fumbles and his picks. But, I mean, he just threw for 316. He had a touchdown his last game. Um, they've had, I think, five consecutive games of 100-plus rushing yards to the team, which is something that shouldn't go unnoticed. And they knocked off the Chiefs. I mean, they came back and they finally beat the Chiefs. So, uh, Lamar is most likely going to make um, the playoffs again for was it the fourth time in a row in his career? <laughs> you know he's made you know he's made the playoffs every single year. So I, and he's been MVP. So I think I think people got to start looking at the Ravens a little bit more competitively, a little more differently. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to piggyback on that at all. I mean, I think Lamar is definitely doing a lot better throwing the football this year than he was last year. Um, and their defense is playing well. It, I think it's going to, you know, their team is whether they can run the football and do what they want to do in that yeah. that sense of the game. But Lamar's looked, looked really good. Um, number two, previously number three, the Bills. Um, Josh Allen, I think, is back. And, um, I mean, he knocked, he had a show against Washington. Again, one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, and they had a, a 40 burger against uh, Philly, which isn't really, I mean, I guess Houston, which isn't, you know, much of a brag, but still, I mean, you should completely shut them out. Um, and number one, previously at number 10, the Cardinals, they're four and oh. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's a surprise thing. Um, the Cardinals are number one right now. That win against the Rams kind of just stomped over everybody else, in my opinion. Kyler, watching him is like watching Matt. I mean, the dude is so quick and he's so accurate and makes smart decisions. Um, moving on from Josh Rosen was the best thing Arizona could have ever done. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then get, and then yeah. getting Kyler uh, DeAndre Hopkins to throw to. Um but yeah, no, that that offense is looking absolutely unstoppable. The defense is looking really good. Um I mean they could be up here for a while. Yeah, I agree. If like I said, if their defense can be consistent and play, you know, consistently good, I think they're one of the best teams in football. And they're young. Yeah, very young. That's it. That's the power rankings. I, 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 I like them this week. I, I agree with all of them. And I just like hearing you say nice things about the Cowboys. So, um, yeah, it pained me. I had to take out the Packers. So, <laughs> it was, it was very nice. <laughs> but, all right. Anyone have anything else to add before we close this one out? No. All right. Seeing nothing. We will see you nothing. Day. Seeing nothing. Oh, seeing nothing. <laughs> I heard see you as well. That I had to put it together. <laughs> <laughs> seeing nothing. I think we will call it a day. So good night, everyone. We'll see you again next week.